Welcome to SB Pod with Stanford Steve. I'm Scott Van Pelt. How about a Tuesday, huh? <laughs> what's going on? I mean, you know what's what's interesting is I'm I have a, a thread with all my idiot friends. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have many. Our listeners have many, and our idiot friends traffic in a lot of just nonsense things that aren't actually real. We'll say non sectors, not meant to be taken seriously. I'm sitting there eating breakfast this morning and somebody says live in PGA toured merged, which just, I presume to be just a, you know, a trial balloon because I mean, obviously it didn't happen. And then, you know, you get on the old bird and you, you see it, you see a tweet or two and you're thinking it's not the onion, but it certainly feels like one of those, you know, like a, a fake, Fake Woj, fake Schefter, <laughs> fake Rappaport, fake, you know, guys that traffic in the news breaking space. It just felt fake. It wasn't fake. And I realized that having been in this that golf world the entire time I've done this, that that you've you're you're way more immersed in it just in terms of the layers of people that you can kind of reach out to that are all looking to you like, hey, what do you think? Like <laughs> me you're you're the major champion here buddy uh what do you think what an interesting day uh, obviously we're talking about the fact that the pga tour live dp world tour that's european tour it's all under an umbrella and just given the the the, the rhetoric and the the fact i mean just in simplest terms you know jay monahan the commissioner of the pga tour like forbid these guys from taking the money Banned them from being on the PG tour if they took it and then took the money. <laughs> right. That's that's what happened. Yeah. And to be clear, lots of people do business with the Saudi Arabia. Lots of people sports do business with the Saudis, which is why when we talked about live, I mean, my thing was always, you know, he talked honestly about Harold Varner, who I but specifically, he was the one guy that guy I really know well. A guy that had some back and forth was conflicted. And then it was like, look, man, this is generational money. And he had a, such a thoughtful post about it when he went out there. And he was sincere. Like, look, I can do things. I can do, like, you know, I can do things that can that can change people's lives. And he's sincere about that. Mm-hmm. And people, oh, you just took the money. You just took the money. And a lot of a lot of the guys that took the money it took plenty of crap. And obviously, the PGA Tour... <laughs> They enlisted guys like like Rory and Tiger and all these front facing guys. Told them, "Don't take the dough. Go out there and fight our battles for us." Mm-hmm. And and then a year later, you know, Monahan is on CNBC. Hmm. They're like, "You got to be kidding me, man!" Um, and so I don't know that. So so it's been an interesting day. No one knew it was coming. Everyone's pissed. No no one that I talked to. And I talked to some people. Okay. And no one that they talked to knew. When you get told Tiger found out this morning, you're like, oh, who? Well, then what else is there? Do you think Phil knew? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, listen. Somebody knew they didn't just like I, I was on with Pat McAfee on uh, uh, earlier on Tuesday. And I was Long like, oh, hit that you did there. 
Hey man, I was I was just sitting in my backyard thinking out loud. Got a little concerned. Reds running around chasing chipmunks. Like we don't have them contained in the new property. <laughs> I kept thinking, is he like? I just I thinking, am I going to hear like him? You're gonna drop a dead squirrel on your head. Well, I better be better than him being dead in the street with tires screeching. I mean, it's a little bit, little concerned. We we stayed close to the yard, Um, but as I as I told them, I I, somebody because they're obviously on CNBC. Yeah, but the the ability for whoever knew at the obviously at the highest, highest, highest levels of this Saudi public investment fund, um, Jimmy Dunn, big time businessman, obviously was involved with this Monahan. They it, it stayed tight. To, mm. to a group that's impossible to do um i just sometimes i think i'm too close to it having been involved with it with you know you know you know too many agents too many players people yep that i, I defer to you as someone who i i would say you're newer to this i think as you explained here you really enjoy golf a ton yeah love having seen it up close and personally you've got to know all these big time guys i i mean does any of this resonate with you? Does any of it matter? I mean, from just from an here's what I think about all this. Do any of that? Well, it's like you said, you read. Like I literally, you know, the first thing I saw this morning on Twitter was the tweet, and I thought, just like you, I'm like, this is fake. And then right. I scrolled up, and the next ten tweets were like it. So then I looked at it, I was like, oh, this isn't that old, and and I just felt an absolute barrage come. Uh, the text thread that you mentioned with your friends, I removed myself uh, from a couple weeks back. So uh, I can't imagine what was being said and sent on that thread today. So I will let the boys have their laughs. Um, I, I can't. It's, it had to be a nonstop well, day. There, 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 there have been folks on the thread all along whose point was just simply take the money. Yep. Take the money. And, you know, the morality plays that get made, a lot of it is done from the, you know, on the sports media side that, you know, it's blood money and this and that. And it's like, I, I never, I never weigh in from that perspective because I, I've never in my life had a nine figure decision. Mm-hmm. And unless you have, and in, and if you're going to tell me that I wouldn't take, I wouldn't take that money. You sure? Mm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Because 150 million would change your situation appreciably, and so also in retrospect, if you're Kepka, Phil, DeChambeau, Cam Smith, and on and on and on, and you took that dough, and then you get to come back to the PGA Tour now, because Jay Monahan's like, I will figure it out. Like if I'm one of these guys, if I'm Rory or Tiger, like. Again, I don't care how wealthy Tiger is. The numbers that were thrown around, whatever was real, whatever was fake, it's still changing a really rich guy's life if he got that much dough. And, you know, you put Rory out there to fight your fight for you. <laughs> and 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 then you turn around and take the dough. The, the loyalty in the end and in an independent contractor's game, it, you know, it was to himself and where the money came from. And guess what? Now the PGA Tour is taking it from the same, from the same, you know, the same till. Yeah. A couple things. I think everybody's more irate because they didn't know. And people, you mean like, the players? Everyone, fans, players, age, whatever. 
the the idea that people could keep a secret this big nowadays is really i think it's darn impressive uh because you gotta be tight uh in this day and age knowing how many people are involved but here's the one thing like just because i i didn't go on twitter the rest of it like i just i couldn't do it i really I, mostly just, didn't either i was mostly texting and talking to player agents so and, i just I, they're, they're the ones i'm interested in rather than with all due respect to twitter somebody that's not involved go ahead i'm sorry i interrupted you no and, and all i think about is if there was going to be this agreement knowing what guys turned down to stay those guys and i know it's hard really hard to process right now and think about those guys are going to be compensated Clearly, that, you know, like as that, I, I, and I get it, and that's what it gets. And, and I'm not in it. Like I, I'm not a part of it. I wasn't in those closed door meetings. Um, but I, I, I know it's hard for them to step back here. But those guys are gonna be compensated, and it's, it's. I guess you know, I could see the anger. Uh, you can hear the anger. I could sense the anger. Uh, but I just think, lo and behold, in the long run. I think those guys would be fine, but then I just look back, Scott, at the last what was it fourteen months? It's just like, what, what are we doing? Um, and that that's what's so mind boggling is it is the time that was wait like, you know these these did it happen because Brooks won and he came in second and then, like did that did that put it in the fast lane? You know, did that put the foot on the gas in, in the talks? Like, that that's the stuff I want to know is how long has this thing been cooking and what accelerated it? Look, Kepka being, Kepka being great certainly is it, – it, it created a lot of interesting talking points as it related to golf events because he won the PGA of America's biggest event. And the other one they have, which is second to the PGA, maybe you could argue it's even more important because it happens only every two years, is the Ryder Cup. And the idea that how's a guy that, that – not be able to play on the Ryder yeah. Cup team when he won the PGA of America's biggest event because it's not a PGA Tour thing. And this is where maybe it gets you – know, uh, people that follow golf know, but if you don't, like the majors, none of them are PGA Tour events. None of them. Mm -hmm. The Masters is the Masters. The PGA of America runs the PGA Championship. USGA runs the US Open. The RNA runs the Open Championship. Very confusing. Very confusing. It is. There's a lot of ruling <laughs> bodies. The PGA Tour has nothing to do with anything other than the PGA Tour. And they told these guys, you can't take the money. And then they took the money. Mm. Obviously, there's going to be some moment when Monaghan or whomever is the commission, because I don't know, like, is this the kind of thing where the rank and file are going to be like, hey, buddy, none of us trust you. You're out. Mm -hmm. um, but when they when you show the guys, here's what this now means. You have to believe it is going to be better. They wouldn't have just done this if it yeah. was going to be better. Now, how much of this is because. They want to avoid litigation. They want to avoid a protracted lawsuit. None of them want to have discovery and all that comes with that. Mm -hmm. How much of it is that, that maybe the PGA just the PGA Tour just didn't want to be in a pissing contest with a fund that had way more dough, and you knew that you just can't. We just can't keep doing this forever. Mm. We had to increase pots to keep guys, but this is a, it's a little bit like somebody that buys a house. And they really can't afford it. Maybe they got enough money to make housing. We, we can make the payment for the next couple months. But man, summer, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. And I don't know that that's the case. Yeah, I'm not suggesting that the PGA Tour is going to be solvent. That's that's far from what I'm suggesting. I'm saying just if it was an arms race, when, which came to money, that that wasn't a fight they could win. Is, is it that? I don't know. I Here's the thing. The list of things I don't know is so much shorter. Longer, I beg your pardon, than the list I do. The things I do know, dudes are pissed. Dudes didn't know. Guys are like, 
you 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 said this was the worst <laughs> thing in the world, and now we're all left to deal with that because you said it. Yeah. Now we're on your tour, and we're under that umbrella, and it's supposed to be yay. But what does it mean? Have no clue. Who plays with who? Don't know. Will that live format exist? Don't know. When's it happen? Don't know. I, and when I'm telling you these players, like your favorite player, they don't know either. And they're yeah. asking me, like, well, what do you think? How the, you're again? I you're asking me. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just what a day. And I'm telling you, Steve, I've been at this for twenty something years. The list of the list of moments in sports that are like this when you're like, whoa, yeah, right, yeah. Like, there's a lot of wow moments in sports. They happen daily. Mm. Look, like, wow, look at that. The list, whoa, what is this story? Like this one are very, very few. Um, and so it's been really, really interesting. I wait for some clarity. Um, I think it's it, it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, the the people that are the that are the live proponents that that you know, there's a lot of accounts in the Twitter spaces that you know have been waving that banner, and it's like you guys are having a victory lap today, but I don't like. I wonder moving forward, will that tour as it as will that exist in that format? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Maybe, maybe. And you know, a lot of people said a lot of stuff that they're going to have to walk back, or they don't have to walk it back, but they're just going to have to. You know, the receipts are out there. Yeah, and it feels like. Starting with the commissioner of the PGA Tour. That's exactly what I was going to say. It feels like the book was about to be opened on the receipts. They didn't want it. They didn't want that to happen. No, a lot of court. I think it's not unique to them or anybody else when it comes to, you know, big money corporations. And they were like a not for profit. Well, that's like no, no, no. You don't need to cheek. We don't need to see those five hundred one C. There you go. <laughs> we got to get in the. We got to get in the not for profit space and just. I I will. I, I'm not good at this stuff when it gets to the litigation and knowing the other sports and see what happens with CBAs and all that. Like, but this has to lead some kind of golf unionization amongst the players. Like, the, the, they got to get on the same page. I would think they. This has just been an absolute runaround. I mean, look, there's again, there's a there's a long list of things that I assume come out of yeah. this. Uh, I just, I mean, again, I talk to a lot of smart guys and a lot of thoughtful guys and you know there're a lot of head shaking you know yeah one guy one guy just one guy said to me you know i moral of the story is take the money don't don't do the right thing why would you mm. um and you know when the guys that took the dough come back and and i'm a guy that didn't get mine and i and i passed then you say that we got to be made right. Well, I don't know how you're going to make it right for those guys. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a, um, it's a wild one. I mean, I certainly didn't imagine on Tuesday, on a Tuesday in June that, you know, the golf story would, would fill the empty space with a, an off day in the Stanley cup playoffs and the NBA finals, but it, it more than did. And Oof. look, this, this one, this one will go on for quite some time as we wait to find out like what the answers to all these questions that everybody's got. That's the problem, because I think about next week, I think it has a chance to be an unbelievable event, and this is all it's going to be. It still will be. It still will be. No, I know. I'm just saying lead up, you know? 
May, listen, may, you know, major championship golf is its own lane. It's why all these guys do this regardless, you know, money notwithstanding. I mean, I don't care what tour you're on, you know, yeah. um, it's it'll be great. Uh, but you're, you're right. I'm not suggesting it won't be quite a topic conversation it should be. I mean, you know, what do what do guys think of all this? But I'm, I I think I, I I mean, there's all this. It's vindication for those guys. Well, that yes and no. I mean, mm -hmm. if ultimately if ultimately the fund decides look, we 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 got into the space, but it, we didn't have the distribution, which they didn't. Mm -hmm. We had some good players, but you know it still wasn't being consumed to the, at the level that we, that we're buying at. Well, ultimately, now you've got this one giant thing again. Like I wonder, does does that live space exist as it was? As it was, that's on the list of questions. I just, I, I guys were thinking out loud. They're like, does what does this? What does this mean? Yeah, somebody. I saw somebody um, when I got here in the work tonight after. Uh, just going, I, I read one article where it said the live events are going to go on the rest of the season. I know that I have no idea how many there are, where they are. I have no idea, but right. But beyond that, no, exactly. Be because that's, the that's, PGA all, I, that's all I could get. Right. But look, this, it's the, what is it? Canadian open this week, right? Well, like live guys aren't playing there. This isn't, no. it, nothing's different. Nothing's different now, but something's going to be. So when I ask, what is it going to look like? That's just one of the many things. Um, that yeah, I, I just. It's you said the, the question of not knowing is a lot longer and that comes, you know, because nobody knew. And that's that. I mean, it's just this huge, you know, bomb that goes off and you don't know where the hell are we picking up the pieces? Don't know. Oh, so, don't know. Trying to find clarity. Not a lot of it to be found. No. Moving on. Yeah. All right. Anything else on this one? No, I just, I, I just, I don't have. Like you said, we'll see how the the pieces get picked up. When you're talking to the biggest players in the world and the most the most mover shaker agents, and they're all legitimately, and and these are people, and these aren't people aren't bullshitting me. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are people that you could have candid off the record conversations. And you know, obviously, most of what's said to me today, I you know, you you you're able to give con context but not specifics yeah. just uh, you guys understand how it works right but but when i'm telling you they're just laughing like i wish i had before like this is <laughs> and these are people that would not be kept in the dark but it they, they were they're, they're sitting there in the dark with us it's like holy cow what a day you're asking me yeah right i mean i kept saying that like <laughs> you know you did you forget that you think you texted with somebody that mattered yeah um what there's i have important stuff to get to which is coaching first base yeah uh, seven-year-old baseball um and a letter i got in the mail mm. which i'm going to get to as well uh shout to matt rinker from iowa if you're listening matt i'm going to get to you in a minute um but the nba finals continue wednesday how much of a fourth quarter where miami scores 36 in a game where they shoot basically 50% from three and win, but still had to dodge a three at the last second to avoid overtime. How much does that win make you think they can they they can win the series? Oh, I I'm I'm in. I'm 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 believing they could do it. 
you believed it from the start, but that first I, game was that first game was just a, an odd one for I, both teams. Neither team was good. Go ahead. Yeah, I talked to uh we did our friend Chris Long's podcast who we talk it comes up a lot. Like we were talking NFL and travel. And the idea of Pat Riley is to say we're gonna fly right from Boston to Denver overnight while the guys are having a couple celebratory libations. Uh, I thought that played a factor, and I didn't know – I didn't think of it going in there, but, like, that altitude, you know, you talk to people that have had gone to play there, whether a different sport, uh, whatever, but you have to adjust to it every time you leave it and go back there. And I thought Miami put themselves in a tough spot, but knowing, hey, we got two games, let's try and get one, I thought that was an interesting decision to make, but I didn't think it was going to be 1-1. Uh, going back to Miami, and I get it. They they shot what was it thirty? I think they had uh, seventeen like twenty eight. They had twenty eight points in the first eight minutes of the fourth quarter, and they missed one shot. And you know they took it. And ran with. They also started the game game two lights out uh, shooting Strauss and and uh, Struess and uh, really started off really well, which knew he was going to be an O for again. He was O for ten game one. Yeah, so. I just look at Miami like I've I've looked at some of the numbers, Scott. They shot they shot almost forty percent from three in the playoffs. That's obviously first in the playoffs. They were I think they finished the season. Uh, I have it right here. Hold on. Yeah, so they're first in the NBA playoffs in shooting threes at thirty nine percent during the regular season. Eighty two games they shot thirty four percent. That was twenty seventh in the NBA. Game shooting 50% from three. They shot that they did that three times the whole season, and they've done it four in the playoffs. And I know it sounds crazy. I know people want their data points and the and their subs to go off of. I think that's enough because these guys are in a groove, they're in that series mindset, and they are super, super dangerous because Martin hasn't done anything in this series. And look what he did against Boston. And you know. Uh, Vincent has been great. Robinson got off in the fourth. I I just think they are a dangerous bunch because when I go back and look at it, they constantly are getting good looks. They are constantly getting looks. And I think Malone going off after game two, I think that was maybe a shot at Porter, knowing that he's the youngest guy, but also knowing he needs Porter. He's a difference maker. He brings that size to him, and he also brings that that idea. And I think his, his, I think he ended up two for eight, one for six from three in game two. And I think that really affected him on the de- defensive end because he's not a great defensive player. And the way Miami makes you run off screens, it didn't feel like the interest level was there. So I think uh, Denver might have you know look at Bruce Brown. Are they better with Bruce Brown in certain situations, knowing that he's a better defender? I think there's a lot going on here in a game three, which feels like a lot of the pressure is back on Denver. I agree that the pressure is on them because they lost a game that was hard. And I wonder what I wonder what the residual of that is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, Yeah, you, first game at home, they lost in the playoffs. But you got I, some but, adversity, you're going on the road. How are you gonna react? But, but I was just I just think when you lose when, when it's when it's about like you sometimes you just lose. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you get rocked, and you're like, eh, you chalk it up. Mm-hmm. This was a game that was it was there to be had. Yeah, they were gonna 
mean, they needed it too late. I didn't mind not calling a timeout. Malone made the point that they were to the half court defense or the Heat was really good. They yeah, could have fouled just, if they if they wanted. I didn't mind it. They got a screen. They got a Murray. He steps to the side. He got a clean front rim. Say again. He hit front rim. You know, it's that close got to going clean, in. Got a clean look. But what I'm, what I'm just what I'm getting at is that they had a couple of battles with LA close games that they won right, and this is a game at home in the finals. You've got a double-digit lead, and all of a sudden, here come the zombie heat. As I, I was that at Simmons, they, yes. he, they dubbed them that. Here they come. They're not dead. Like <laughs> how many yeah. teams through the year, Steve? We said you got to kill them nine oh. times. And you know, oh God, please just get the flamethrower, the hammer, just bury <laughs> them in the ground, and put park a car over them so they can't climb out of the ground again. But they they refuse to miss shots, and now. Now all of a sudden you lose, and now you've lost home court. Now you're flying all the way across the country against a team that the numbers all year say they can't keep doing this, but the playoffs keep saying, yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. And at some point you just uh, – who you were in October, November, when who knows who was playing, none of that matters. Who nope. you are right now matters. And what the what the heat are right now uh, – I laugh because I, I had a conversation with Mike Breen um, the other day, and – we just he was just checking in on some stuff and I, I said, Yeah, you know, I hope you guys get a good finals. I said, I don't know, man. Denver is just so big. I'm afraid that it just won't be a long series. And Mike's like, ah, you know, always caution, never overreact. And I was like, I don't know if I'm overreacting here. <laughs> well, I was overreacting here. Uh <laughs> defer to the guy that's been calling the finals for almost 20 years. Mm. Uh it, it's but I still still like Denver in the series just because um because I still like Denver in the series. I just Okay. I, I like you I still like, would take, take Malone over Spolster to coach your son's basketball team. Uh why did I say that again? Because what was what was the reason? Uh oh Spo was gonna have make him weigh in. Yeah. And Sam likes snacks. Sam likes snacks. He probably he's like Sam <laughs> carrying a little extra baggage there, big boy. <laughs> let's run some let's run some guts. Ugh. Real quick on Sam in the car today with my son was on the speakerphone with one of with a friend, we were talking about live and this and that, and he's like, "Who's that?" And I told him, "He's like, what was that about?" And I said, "Well, he's, he, he's live and the PGA Tour and they're all merging." He's like, "What's merging?" It's like, "Well, it's like when two things, three things become one thing." And he's like, "He said, I don't understand." I said, "I don't really either." And he's like, "Being a grown up's hard." <laughs> I said, "Buddy, you, buddy, you don't know the half of it." Right? Uh- then he said, can we go home and do Legos? I'm like, yep. <laughs> Let's do it. And we did. And I said, buddy, stay young as long as you can. Mm. Are we done on the are we done on uh, Nuggets, Miami? Yeah. I'm, st- I'm still riding with the Nuggets. You still riding with the Heat? Or- yes. I don't blame you. Going to be hard for South Florida's hockey team to get back in it, I think. I, I mm. Vegas is an absolute wagon as, uh, I mean, 12 to 4, I think, through the first two games would attest. A, a change of venue, sure. Florida's been awesome. We talked about it every time Palmer Reese speaks. I I just smile and go, I love that dude. No doubt. They Vegas got more lineies. Like they they four lines deep and they just pressure you relentlessly. Yeah, uh, I think that's what showed up uh, as far as the depth. I, I really uh, was impressive. I think I saw they have more goals by the defensemen in this series in two games and they got through the whole playoffs. That just shows how much deep they are. Uh, Boucher said last night, they're not afraid to throw their fourth line at the other team's first line. 
that's, you know, I'm not insider hockey guy, but that sounds like not a lot of teams can do that and feel that confident in doing that. But I, what I was really, really impressive last night over everything was that game was done. It was 4 nothing, and Vegas, I thought Levy did a great job with Petrangelo after the game, asking him, you know, how they didn't take the bait, you know, in the scuffles and all like we, we're sitting there thinking it's going to turn into a melee and Vegas just kept playing. They didn't take the bait, and that was that was really really impressive. And and Petrangelo said, uh, you know, after the game, it's about winning, and that's what they're here to do. And I think that group of misfits that's still there knows that depth was a factor when they lost to the Caps. They didn't have the depth, and now they have it. And I think it's a really really focused group. Uh, they and and, and that's why hockey is hockey, and it's it's by itself. They get a goalie that didn't even start the playoffs with them. Uh, and now he's you know playing on his head. Unbelievable save in a two-two game in game one. Uh, I do think we are set up for an all-timer in game three, though, because you are going to get the max effort, desperation, home crowd all cooked in the one. Uh, but that that Vegas depth, I, I think, still prevails in this series. But I, I'm really looking forward to that game three. I agree. I just think I think. Ask Brian Boucher about it on Sports Center. And like, is it gonna? Will, will the series change when the venues change? He's like, I just don't see it. Got to change the four check. Four Damn it, you beat me to it. I was gonna give you our insider. Got to four check better. Neither one of us knows what that means. We really. get a body on a body. We don't really know what that means. I just that's when. Yeah, yeah, you got to. You got. You're not that. getting that anywhere else. Got to four check better. Yeah, that's what I would. Like, boys, hey boys, got to four check better. All right, I want to tell you guys about something that's important, and that is in your life, do people listen to you? Like, does your, oh, does your, oh. do, do the things Boy, you say, we have a weekend for that? You got yours, I got mine. Go ahead. Do the things you say matter to the people <laughs> you, that you talk to, whether it be at work or at home or with your friends? Because, this is where age does matter, Scott, I think. You, well, let me tell you the let me tell you that a place where what you say no one listens to or cares to about what you say and I'd say to a degree that I've never before experienced and that is if you are a first base coach in a 6 and 7 year old uh father pitch baseball game as the first base coach you realize you could be standing <laughs> anywhere on earth you could go to the zoo and talk to giraffes and they would be as interested in what you said as when you run first and here comes, here comes George. George is awesome. Maybe the best player. Don't know, but he's one of the best. Here comes George. George smacks one. George is running to first. I'm like, all right, all right George, right here, right here. Pointed for just speeding to second. The problem is, is that the guy on second might've been Fritz. Can't remember. Okay. Could it could have been Jack. Jack's standing on second. When I said go, when the ball was hit, Jack did not go. Jack stood on second. That's the third base coach's job. He's got second base. Didn't have third base coach um, on oh. it was just We're getting to the end of the year. We're starting to lose. Starting mm. to, we're thinning out the herd. That's how that's how Van Pelt ended up at first. So I'm yelling and maybe to one of my guys on second, go, 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 go. Well, mm. no, he's not go, go, going. And but George is because George is scoring. If he hits it, he's scoring. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care where it went. And I went out there 
believe it's three innings, everyone bats, you bat all the way around. Oh, God. and when I tell you, Steve, I couldn't stop laughing at myself at the at the, just the comedy oh. of conversation I was having. And the beauty of we played the Cubs, some kid for the Cubs, they had an unassisted triple play. No joke. It was, it was incredible. Oh. Never seen anything like it. One of their coach told me, I think that's the first out we've recorded all year. <laughs> <laughs> and kid caught it, stepped on the bag and, and tagged a guy. It was like I couldn't. It was astounding. But we, we'd reached the place where, you know, some of their guys are just sitting down playing in the dirt. Other guys are wandering off. I mean, we're not. We're not we're bond up. Or seven. We're concentrating on the fundies. Yeah, well, the fundies are base running, kids. Like, I, like, right here, right here. We're good right here. I'm, I couldn't stop laughing. And you got a dozen guys-ish, and you go all the way through. So 12 times stretch, like 36 people. I d- I would say zero people listen to what I said about when to stop and when to go, and I might have I might we might have run into a triple play because the second the ball was hit I said go because I didn't assume the Cubs were going to make a play. Well, mm-hmm. I was on I was on mid. Yeah. So maybe they're smart not to listen to me. But I would just say to all the dads out there that that are in the struggle, um, just you know, in there, it'll get better. I would I would argue you got you got to do some crewing. Because not only in that age level do you need a first and a third base coach, you might need a second base coach. <laughs> you, yeah, you, well, you might, yeah, you might need someone to. You might need a designated pinch runner with a megaphone, with just run with the runner, <laughs> like attach your belt to the belt loop and run with them, drag them oh. to the next bag. It's uh what a joy, what a joy. Oh. I think we got one more uh, Sunday. So we'll okay, see. Orioles have been swinging them, swinging the bats, but the base base running, we got a we got a lot to tighten up. Okay. How how'd you tell tell people about the game you played at your house, Steve? Oh God. Um, so we had uh my seven-year-old finally got some friends over to the house finally on Saturday where we been in between soccer and swimming and everything. So we had uh say less than 10 girls um over the house for a little painting and a little pizza and a little cake, cupcakes little cornhole in the backyard, and it was complete mayhem. Um, I, I I tried to stay out of it because I knew there were the rules were – I was going to try and enforce them, and I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be the bad guy. No, I'm never the bad cop, so I totally sympathize. But, but at one point, Scott, I brought – I went and got the pizza, and I came back. There was a group of five, seven-year-olds standing in a circle – and we don't have a big yard or anything. We have a deck and then maybe five yards of grass. And they're sitting there in a circle. And I hear one of the girls says, do you want to play my new favorite game? And they're all like, yeah, what is it? Who can scream the loudest? <laughs> I said, oh, God. And sure enough, not all at once. They all took turns. And I just, I'm just thinking of... If the neighbors hear, or I'm having, when the neighbors hear this, God only knows what they are doing. Hopefully, they come out in the deck and look over and say, "All right, you're there. Everything's good. You just get wave. It's fine. No they one. They didn't even bother. They just stayed inside. Yeah. I wish I could have stayed inside, but uh, yeah, that was pretty eye opening because uh, they could they could be pretty loud. How? Let me ask you. Um, how? How do you nip that one in the bud? How do we stop playing? Who can scream the loudest? I tried to jump in after the seventh girl went, and I said, the pizza's here. 
Okay. And that, 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 that got their attention. I might've yelled louder than any of them, but I don't think so. Um, I do have a question for you. Wait, I have a question for you before your question for me. You let all seven scream individually. Each one went. I had no choice. Okay. It was it was going. Well, it's, and this and listen, this is where the younger guys are going. What do you like? Just like you're asking me, like how did how did you not how did you mm-hmm. not do a better job coaching first? Because I hadn't. It didn't. Nothing I could do. Mm-hmm. And why didn't Steve stop the seven girls from screaming? Because there was nothing he could do. Nothing. He's powerless in the face of seven seven year old girls that want to play Gabby's new favorite game <laughs> or whatever. Something for the argument's sake, Gabby. Okay, you had a question. Yes. What's your what's your question? Children's birthday party etiquette. Oh, I was parents. out one, I was out one Sunday. Parents, I'm talking to you. Okay. So, you know, we're in the age where it's, you know, I gotta go to one at the at the pool this week. That's a was said in the invite, you stay with your child. I did it's that at the pool. Did that I last weekend. Yep. This one we did not. Hey, drop the kids off at 4 30, come back at 6 30. Come back at 6 30. Party ends at 6 30. What is the tardiness of time you would allot before you start getting a little curious? By curious, you mean somewhat heated. Where the hell are you? Like, well, yeah. Your six-year-old is here. I'm not in charge of your six-year-old past 630. <laughs> um, all right, 635. All right. Oh, all right. God. All right, we're... Five minutes. We're, we're we're looking at the watch because we're it's like we got we got dinner time followed by yeah. bath, followed by bath time followed by bedtime bedtime every five minutes that we Uh-oh. get beyond this you're knocking back and this was on a Sunday Saturday okay Saturday Saturday a little more wiggle room because at least tomorrow's not a school day but still ten minutes is somewhat egregious fifteen minutes now you're just being rude anything on that there needs to have been a wreck and I will offer school friends we're very close to our school everybody lives within ten minutes at the most how about forty minutes and in a day and age of texting calling whatever no heads up how about a heads up so you're telling me there was a four-minute late yes. pickup and zero text messages to explain the tardiness. 40 minutes, zero communication. Okay, well, then here's how this goes. We're in a day and age where everyone gets invited to the party, mm. right? Right. Next year, nobody. All right, I'll let you have that conversation with CC. Cece, remember last year when so and so here when when oh. when when Livy was trying to go to sleep and we were still sitting outside waiting? Yeah, that person's not coming. Oh. You're, you're going to get docked one present. Sorry, mm. that's it. Come on, just be reasonable. We're all adults here. Was there How about a heads up? A heads up is fine. That's it. What, we're fine. Ahead. The kids are playing. We're of good. Course. Of course, and that's the reason why this person's banned. Because if there was a heads up, I'm so sorry we had an. You know what? And as a parent, let's just be honest. Lie, lie. Say yeah. Say it a yeah. flat tire. Say there was a man in the street with a flamethrower. 
I, I was crazy. We were on Bradley. The dude, he was a flamethrower. And then, then the flash came and there was rhino. And then there was an earthquake and there was locusts. You just hit him with, hit him with a, like a one, two punch of lies. They're so egregiously insane. That all the parent, all, all Stanford Steve could do is just chuckle and go, all right, we're, we're, we'll be good. Yeah. We're fine. We're fine. You, <laughs> you can't, you can't not give some kind of heads up. 40 minutes. 40. With seven-year-olds. It's long. Who just, who just played who could scream Who just ate pizza like Vikings and ate uh, two dozen cupcakes <laughs> and juice boxes. Yeah, come on. These people hopped up on juice boxes. Mixed in some waters. I was proud of them. All right. We'll close with this. Anything else? Uh, no, I just want to, before, this is a thank you I know you're going to do. I also yep. just want to say thanks to Jake and the people at Coca-Cola that sent you a very generous uh, shipment of product that um, is gone. <laughs> I wish I were kidding. There was a pallet of Diet Coke sent. Yeah. And my car has never been lowered uh, delivering that for you. You're, so. you're scraping, scraping over the, the curbs, driving like n- not the curbs. I can't imagine the, the heads that were looking at my car in, in your neighborhood. What's that guy got in the back? What's going on? He's got that guy in the back of the car. He's, he has he has a gross of <laughs> Diet Coke. <laughs> no, there's the power. We still have some. We still have some of the power aids, but the Diet Coke we've we've gone. We've run through. Uh, yeah. Thank no, you, Coca Cola. Thanks to them. Very very kind. They knew they knew about our situation mm. and wanted to make sure that we were hanging in there. And uh, so they thought, hey, let's send nine cases of those little Diet Cokes. Many bottles. It's just so much easier to drink the little ones. They are. It's like a little sip, a swig, and then it's like, yeah, we're, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna get one more. And then next thing you know, you're like, ah, we'll throw another one in the refrigerator. Keep it in the fridge. It's good. Yeah, we'll work on those. But thank you so much. Yeah. And a thank you to a man by the name of Matt Rinker. And this is along the same lines. So, here's we did a segment I think on MVP. I think we did it once, and the segment was called "People Send Us." We might have called it things people send me because you couldn't beep it on the radio. And we just, you get odd things sent to you in the mail, things you didn't ask for, things that you have no idea why they're being sent to you, just things. And some of them, a lot of them I keep just out of the just, it's kind of funny. Like, look at this stuff people send me. Mm. There's a box sitting on my desk in the, in the office. And I never, I don't sit in the office. I never sit in my, we sit together never. in this tiny little room. I don't sit in my office ever. But I saw this box and I thought, I wonder what's in the box. <laughs> so I op- opened the box. Well, Matt Rinker from Des Moines, Iowa, sent a letter in the box. I want to read some of what he sent. He said, um, it's weird to write this because my relationship with you has always been one-sided. You talk a microphone and, and I listen. So a couple of weeks ago during my drive, I felt compelled to write to you after hearing your news of a recent fire. It's something I'm familiar with, not because I had a fire, but because my real job as a state farm agent frequently involves helping people down the path. You are just beginning. And after listening to your podcast, I thought I'd write and share with you three things that I share with my customers who experience a major claim. First, there'll be an end to what feels like an, an endless process. Stuff is simply stuff that can be replaced and then third, this is a process. Lean on those familiar with ask questions and let them, let us help guide you through this, all of which is very helpful. 
in the box was a dinosaur toy and some magnetiles. Hmm. And that's because I explained that the kids, it is just stuff, but it's my kids' stuff. <laughs> my kids are looking around going, what do we? Charlie told my mom the other day, obviously there's nothing to do. <laughs> well, now guess what? We got a dinosaur and some magnetite. Nice. But I just, I thought, I thought a lot about this, um, just driving home and wanted to say to Matt and to people who have been like Matt through the years, just, it is a one way conversation, right? Cause it's just me and Steve here talking and you're out there and largely like our paths probably won't cross. Uh, but now I know there's a guy named Matt in Des Moines and I know because he sent something that was thoughtful and offered some, some good advice and just showed some kindness that I'll share with my kids. And Matt will uh, be on the lookout for a note from, from Charlie and Sam. Cause I'm a big handwritten note guy. And I want mm -hmm. my, I want my kids to know that there's somebody they don't know that was thinking about them. And that sincerely means uh, more than I can tell you. Uh, it's, it's why I often say like this crap deal with social media. No, no one acts like mm -hmm. nobody, no one, no one, no one. That's not who you encounter in the world. That nonsense. You encounter people like this, that, that are care about other people and are there to try to offer a, a pick me up. And so, uh, the box and the note and the the things for the kids, uh, that's that's the good stuff, man. And I uh, I can't thank you for that. Uh, and like I said, there have been people through the years that sent a kind word or a thought, and uh, it it sincerely is uh is valued, and it matters. And um, you know, we we could all we could all do some version of what Matt did for me here, and just be a decent human uh, to somebody else. Somebody might not know. Um, since you don't magnetize on a dinosaur just that th i think that's really that's that's what we're gonna leave you with <laughs> what's this i don't i don't know some guy in iowa sent me a toy what but you get the gist mm. along the lines um we have a show yeah probably probably should sort that out um we're gonna be on here in a little bit and i'm ill prepared for that but hey you got a podcast to listen to there you go all right uh thanks all for being with us and uh we'll see if tonight well you won't hear this in time we'll see if wednesday following uh game three of the nba finals tim legler will be on not tonight but tomorrow night <laughs> it'll be out of sight we'll see if miami has brings the fight tonight all right bye everybody have a good week <laughs>